You are listening to Get Real Podcast. Today we have a very special young lady as our guest. She had the opportunity to graduate from high school early to pursue her music career. And I had the privilege of meeting her during the Extreme Tour when they came through to Charleston, South Carolina. Today with us is Alexandria Cross. Alexandria, it is so good to have you with us today. It's so good to be here. I'm just so excited. And you're just awesome, Glenn. So I'm so happy that you asked me to do this. Now I'm going to start this with a big head. Thank you. I need to need to come down just a, <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little bit. The Extreme Tour. Uh, this is the second year that I had the opportunity to work with them. And this was my first year actually assisting and bringing them into Charleston, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. It's a very special endeavor. When you were thinking about getting on the Extreme Tour and being a part of it, what was it in you that said, hey, yeah, I want to be a part of that? Well, I just really quickly saw their heart um, and just the the unique goal of the extreme tour to go into communities, just love on the people first and then use music as a tool to connect. That was something that I thought was really special. And it kind of reverses the um, common theme of what you think a tour should be. You think, okay, the fans are coming to see the artists and it's more about the artists where with the extreme tour it's backwards. And it's really just about the people that we get to meet. And as a musician, like getting to see, um, just see the people up close and personal that you are making songs for is so special. And it, it kind of, it gives you purpose in it um, to really just connect with those people and let them know like this song is for you. You are so special. You are so loved. Um, and there's a God out there who loves you and just wants to get to know you. So to be able to share that message um, through something that is a gifting that God's given me was like automatically, yes, I'm down, let's do it. Um, and it was nothing short of my expectations that exceeded it immensely, actually. Um, and just the things that I was even able to experience the first day was just like, oh, okay, God, like, let's do it. I'm down, let's go. <laughs> this year, the Extreme Tour was a little bit more extreme. Uh, I've <laughs> known Harry and Mel for a while, and there's always warfare that's involved in the Extreme Tour and getting where you need to go. Things happen. Uh, you know, the devil wants to come in because you're out there really to present the gospel and to see people yeah. loosed from sin. This year, there were extra layers of warfare due to the COVID pandemic that were added on top of it. And I remember going back and forth with Mel on the phone of how are we going to do this? And even Ziggy down here in Charleston, how are we going to pull this off even on our end down here on this small end? What were some things that happened that really increased your faith during this tour that you will never forget? Well, I feel like really being on the extreme tour was kind of like being in the trenches. Oftentimes we're just in church and it's hard to really get a grip on what faith really means. But when a show gets canceled because of the rain and you're like, why am I here? Like, what's the purpose in this? You really get to see what God has in store because there was never a wasted moment on the extreme tour. Everything was so intentional. Um, and it gives you perspective on your own life coming back. I've noticed myself like seeing the things that God would do. For example, um, in one city, we had prayed for this woman and prayed for her daughter. And, um, <laughs> then a few cities later, um, we 
Mel comes off stage and she meets this um, this couple and the guy says his name and then the daughter says her name and it was the girl that we prayed for a few cities ago um, and it was just insane like the girl's name was it, it was a really unique name um, and so we totally remembered it we said wait is does your mom live in Toledo Ohio um, yeah do you have 13 brothers and sisters yes and then we said okay wait what's your mom's name and the girl's like uh you tell me my mom's name i'm not telling you and so we tell her her mom's name and she's just flabbergasted and to be able to like have that moment that was because one of our shows got pushed back because of the rain and we would have never met this girl if everything had gone according to our plan and to our schedule because we just don't know what god knows like he has that perfect plan and orchestrates everything in his perfect timing and Sometimes you just have to learn to be obedient. And by the end of the tour, I think you saw because in Charleston with the rain, like we just saw what he did there and we would get excited like, okay, this is going different. He's got something planned and we would just get so excited. So that just really like, it gives you so much more hope and joy in living when you have that um, perspective and just, just living in expectancy of what he's going to do because his plan is perfect and his timing is perfect. And he sees so much more than our human eyes can see. So I think like that was one thing that I've been trying to apply in my home life now being back. Um, and <laughs> just like, I definitely feel like my faith has grown after being out and experiencing something. It's basically a mission trip, the extreme tour and experiencing so many things every single day. Um, it's changed the way I look at things. So I'm so grateful for it, for that and many other things, but that was really cool. One of the things that I was very impressed with is that you travel with your dad and he's a very big supporter of you. Not only does your heavenly yeah. father support you, but your earthly father supports you. And most people that are your age, especially the ones that want to go into the music industry or they want to rock for a living, want to get away from their parents. What is it like having your dad support you and even traveling on something like the extreme tour with your dad? It is incredible. I feel so, so blessed. And I just like, I was talking to God today and I'm like, like, why did you bless me with such amazing parents? I am so grateful. And I just, I try and, and it's hard to fully like grasp how big of a thing that is sometimes just because I've lived with such an awesome dad for so long. But like to have him there supporting me and supporting me on this kind of unconventional path of music, um, has really just been so encouraging and ever since i was a little girl we'd do this together um we'd be like in the studio when i was five recording sunday school songs like i don't want to be a sheep and abcs and so i mean that's where i got my abc okay <laughs> okay yeah for our listeners but, real quick uh before we got started when we were doing the sound check Alexandria did the abcs and it was perfect i mean it was just spot on <laughs> i'm so glad that i can do that skill um but yeah, so to have him do those things with me and go to music conferences in Nashville and record in the studio and write with me, we do a lot of it together and it's a joint effort. So to have him out there as DJ Daddy out on tour um, was really, it was a special bonding experience for us to be able to see everything together and kind of talk it out together and um, just have that support through the whole, this whole journey of growing into music has been just the biggest blessing. I couldn't, I couldn't do it without him. I couldn't be here without him. So I'm so 
grateful for everything that he has done to contribute to my calling. Is that what you call him, DJ Daddy? I like that. Yes, DJ Daddy. <laughs> that was his official tour name. Kind of <laughs> caught on. <laughs> now, Stephen over there that's engineering everything, I, I can't wait to see what name he comes up for me <laughs> over there on the other yes. side. DJ Daddy's already been taken. There's only one of those. <laughs> you mentioned think about it. Let me know. <laughs> you mentioned that uh, you sang Sunday school songs. When was it and how was it that you discovered that you had the gift to sing? It's always kind of been in me from a young age. Like I've been singing all the time. I sing like when I'm brushing my teeth. I sing just all the time. My family can, my brother especially, he can be like, why are you singing? Just stop singing because I do it all the time and I just love it. Even if I don't know I'm singing, I'm most likely singing. But it, was, it wasn't even just that. I feel like songwriting came from such a young age and my parents started to notice that I would write things that I hadn't actually experienced. And so that's when they kind of got the idea, okay, maybe this is God given. Maybe we need to like try and steward, steward this because I would write things at age eight that were just so beyond my comprehension. Um, and just, I guess the way I'm able to write, I get what I like to call spiritual downloads where I'll go in my room and 15 minutes later, I look down at the page and I see these words and I'm just wondering where did those come from? Like, that's not something that I'm capable of. Okay, God, I'll, I'll sing this song for you. Um, so it's kind of like God in me for sure. It's definitely not me on my own. Um, but I think that's kind of when we noticed, okay, this might be something. So we've just been trying to grow in it and see, okay, God, where do you want this to go? How do you want me to use this for you? And that's what I would call a prophetic gifting, because when you look in Scripture, a lot of the prophets, especially in the Old Testament, were musicians. So those downloads, I am not surprised mm -hmm. when you tell me about that, because even in some of your songs, one of them we're going to talk about in a minute, I see such a strong prophetic gifting that's, that's in there. It's just absolutely amazing that you had that. And there's another um, talent that you have that I saw you display here in Charleston. One that might frighten some people a little bit, but boy, can you power kick? <laughs> Where did you learn to do that? <laughs> I actually, I'm a martial artist as well. Um, I've been doing it for quite a few years now. And I just kind of, I initially started it for self-defense and then I just fell in love with the sport. And I don't know, I feel like kind of one of the things God has put in me is just like a warrior spirit. So to be able to let it out in that way is very fulfilling. And I love teaching people too. That's one of the other things that I do is I teach martial arts. Um, and so I've just had so much fun with it. And it's fun to incorporate it in shows because it's a little bit different, you know, putting something that surprises people or kind of <laughs> gets their attention is fun. And I've always loved dance and choreography and stuff like that. So for me to add that to my shows too has been so fun. Yeah, when I saw that, I thought to myself, if I tried that, I see a very large chiropractor bill and several days out of work. <laughs> I mean, it was just amazing how you did that. But everything that you're saying is just resounding in me. The prophetic gifting that you have through music, the warrior spirit that you have. And I find it very interesting that you are pretty much a what I, I'll use the term loosely pop artist is, is what you're listed as. But your pop is different than what you would hear in the world. It's pop with teeth. It's not just about going to the club and hanging out and dancing and everything mm. like that. 
it's actually got substance. How is it that you believe God is using that particular sound or genre to carry your message to people? Well, I have just kind of felt the calling on my life to create music with a modern sound, but that has that that positive message because like you said, so much of the modern pop is just so unhealthy for the listener. And I believe that music transcends words, it transcends languages, and it's so powerful. So if we're using it for things that aren't feeding our soul and our spirit, um, it has the ability to kind of undermine our faith. And I don't want that to be a part of what I do. I feel like music is a gift and we give it to people whenever we share it. So we should be giving them something that's positive and uplifting and encouraging. And, you know, I don't think every song has to be happy. I think there's an importance in just being raw and real. Um, so I just try and let people know, Hey, you're not alone. Hey, like there's a God out there who loves you. Um, and not every song is super obvious. I kind of think about it as an undercover mission sometimes where it's got that, that subtle message. And if you know, you know, or if you dig deeper, you can find out, but, um, it's available there for people who want a better alternative, um, but maybe aren't quite as far in their faith yet to want some full Christian music. Um, so that's kind of why I label it pop and I keep it subtle, but I will definitely tell the stories behind stuff if you ask. And so that's kind of, that's kind of what I feel called to present it as. So I've had a really, a really good time coming up with things and seeing the, the reactions to it and how it's been received. Well, you know, that's what Jesus did with the parables. Uh, when yeah. he spoke the parables, it was not, hey, just out there. It was really kind of coded and subtle. And for those that had ears to hear, the spirit would move and it gives room for the spirit to actually move upon what you're doing instead of just putting it right in front of them, which you need mm -hmm. to do sometimes. But it gives a, uh, a place for the spirit to actually move. And if they're seeking, if they're seeking the, the deeper mysteries, yeah, they're going to figure it out. And that's so cool that people actually come to you and ask you about the songs. Yeah. It's that, definitely, it's kind of like, uh, it's an invitation in a way to get them to dig deeper because it gets them wondering. So it's it's kind of a, a neat little mission field. The first song that you opened up with down here in Charleston to kick off the entire event that we did down here with the Extreme Tour was Brave. Can you tell us the story behind that song? Yes. So that song is based off the verse, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example. Um in speech and conduct and all those things. So it's encouraging the younger generations to rise up and not just be what everyone tells them to be. Sometimes um, people feel like, okay, you know, people are looking down on me, so I'm just going to party it out. I'm going to live while I'm young and then, then I'll grow up. But I feel like we have such a responsibility to set the precedence for the upcoming generation. And so this song is meant to be an anthem for those who are brave and those who want to rise up. And it's not even just for the young, it's for every age because we can have that vibrant youthful spirit, even if we're a hundred, you know, if we're, if we're living in the joy of the Lord, you, you can just see so much, um, so much vibrancy in that. And so it's just an encouragement to live out brave, bold lives and go after what God's called you to be in any area. They say we're the future, but we're the now Can't wait for our time to come around Cause we're making history, better 
another one of your songs that had caught my ear was Thick of It. And when I listened to that song, I could hear the prophetic stirrings that were in there. And I'd like to know a little bit more about that song because it pertains to what's going on right now in 2020. And you released that in 2019. When you were writing that song, did you foresee the tumult and the darkness that we'd be enduring right now? Well, funny thing is that song is that song has kind of like multiple multiple stages of writing i actually started writing it when i was either like 13 or 14 so i started quite a bit ago and then i had kind of set it aside i knew i liked it but it wasn't quite where i wanted it to be and then i was in a co-write a little later on and i just thought like about bringing it back up and kind of giving it new life and so i took the verses and the bridge and moved them around a little bit um and that song has always just been kind of that that light at the end of the tunnel like that's what it's meant to be um because whether it's 2020 or whether it's a dark relationship or a dark season in your life or really just any any struggle god is always there with that hand reaching in and saying hey like don't don't shut down we can do this together there is hope um and I can equip you. So just grab my hand and don't fear. Um, and I feel like that's an inc- important message anytime, but it's been very interesting, especially out on tour this year to play that song and just be able to speak it aloud, sing it and just declare that over the people who are listening, because it is something that is so just relevant for everybody right now. Um, so yeah, it's interesting how God will bring those older songs back just when they need to be heard. Hey, this is Zandria Cross, and I'm going to be playing my song, Thick of It. Um, This song is just about how in life we go through storms, we go through struggles, and sometimes when we're in the middle of that, it can be so overwhelming, it can seem so lonely, and be hard to see a way out. Um, But this song is just that hand of God reaching in and saying, hey, like, we got this, I'm here with you, I'm gonna pull you out, and we're gonna get through this together, and you're gonna make it out stronger. Um, So I hope that this song encourages you today, wherever you may be, and um, I pray that it inspires you. Oh 
The ultimate purpose of music is really to glorify God. That's what I call the vertical purpose. That's the ultimate for it. That's what God created it for. But he's also given us the gift of music to help us work through this life on earth, which is really dark, uncertain, chaotic sometimes, um, difficult to work through. I mean, it's, it's hard to walk through this world. How do you see that God uses music to help us get through the struggles of this life? Well, I definitely, like I said before, like music is so unique and special and it kind of touches a part of your soul that not many things can reach. Um, and so I feel like it's also a coping mechanism. I know for me, I express myself through my music and I've, I've been more of an introvert. And so I will turn to that almost as like a diary or a prayer just to let out what I'm feeling and to process things. And I, with a song, I always want there to be a resolution. I never want to leave it 
open-ended with no no completion um i guess you could say and so even if i'm writing something and i'm in something i have to process in my head okay what's the answer like how will you make it through the thick of it like how how will you get to the end of this of this dark time and so i have to kind of walk through that lyrically and express it um and so it helps me work through what i'm going through and then I think for the listener, it takes them on that journey and it's kind of a healing process. So I am like, I am so, so grateful for music and just to have that to, to work through things and to help other people work through things. And it's like a little time capsule. So you have those things that you've been through and it's captured forever. And then you can share it with someone who might be on the same road that you used to be on and say, here, this is where I was. This is how I got through it. Like, I want this to help you too. So it's a really, it's just so special. Um, and to be able to have it almost as a documented thing in time that you can go back on and see how God brought you through it. Um, it's so unique. Music truly is a gift. And I think a lot of people that are believers that are very well-intentioned kind of miss that aspect of it, that it is a gift not only to glorify God, but that it's a gift that he's given back to us to help us process and to cope through mm. those things that we have to deal with in this life. And, you know, cause a lot of people are like, well, you know, if it's not glorifying God, if it's not praise music, or if it's not a hymn specifically, then God wants nothing to do with it. And I think that's really further from the truth. And yeah. from, from what you said, I believe that's what you agree with as well, is that it's something that he's given to us to mm -hmm. help us. It's kind of like a medicine in a way yeah uh, medicine for it the is. soul yeah <laughs> absolutely so you true. you are very young and you have a lot ahead of you how do you desire to see god use you in the future as you continue to grow as a person and grow in him i just hope that this this music that i make and in everything that i do that i'm just able to encourage people i've always I've, I feel like I've also got a gift of encouragement um, and I just notice it coming out at sometimes. Um, and it's like God gives me the words to speak to people even when I normally wouldn't know what to say. So my goal, whether it's in music or in life or in anything that I uh, am, any journey that I embark on, like I pray that I'm able to be that safe place and just that kind of bridge to God. Like, it's the goodness in me isn't me, it's God in me. And so I just hope to reflect his light and reflect his love and shine people back, point people back to him. Um, and so that's what my music is for. That's the whole goal. Um, and as a disciple, that's what I strive to make my goal every single day. So I'm a work in progress, but I'm so glad for any opportunity and um, the extreme tour was an amazing thing for that. So it was such a learning experience too. And to be able to take that out into every day and like pray for those divine encounters, like, okay, God, who do you want me to speak to today? Um, that's kind of my goal. That's beautiful. I am so excited about having you be a part of the Get Real podcast. Uh, for our listeners, she actually had the opportunity to spend time here where the fishbowl is located at. She is Mac the Metal Dog approved. That's why we got her on this uh, edition. And for the beginning of November, we are going to feature you as one of our featured artists for the month of November. 
and we'll put you up on our website. And if you want to find out more about her, you can go to our website at lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com. Xandria, how can our listeners find out more about you and find and listen to your music? Yes. So I am basically everywhere on the internet under my name, Xandria Cross. So it's Xandria with an X, X X-A-N-D-R-I-A, and then just Cross. So I'm on all social media platforms, YouTube. Um, I'm on all music platforms as well. And I have all my songs out there. So I hope that it can encourage you wherever you are today. um, And that you can just feel the love of God and be reminded of just how he wants to be a part of your everyday. Xandria, thank you so much for being a part of the Get Real podcast. If anybody has any questions for us over here at the Fishbowl, you can email us at lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our website at lithoscry.com where you can find out more about Xandria as well as our other artists of the month for November. Yes, we've got two artists of the month for November. So it's really exciting. Yeah, really, really cool. We've got a lot of exciting stuff. People, peace out and rock on. We'll be back at you next week. Lithoscry.com.